Hi, my name is Raul Rodas, and welcome to the Coffee Paradigm Podcast. So this episode number one is going to be the introduction about what am I going to be talking about. I'm just telling a little bit about myself, but definitely on the second episode and the next episodes, we're going to be inviting people. So send me messages. Um, let me know what you guys want to know, and we'll get into it. And um, and it will be really exciting to share a little bit about um, uh, about everything in Guatemala and and if we can around the world. So. Um, great. Hello guys, so this is uh, Raul from uh, Guatemala and basically this is going to be starting a new podcast. Uh, one of the things that I really wanted to enjoy is that I've been into coffee around 12 years now and uh, and I started as a barista and then uh, basically I didn't know anything about coffee. I started making espresso and realizing that you could do espresso and what a cappuccino really was and it was made out of espresso or in a latte um, and grow up into a different chain of coffee shops around two years, which I was involved in a little bit of a competition. Uh, one thing that was really lame, I started in competition and I throw the portafilter down my leg like uh, I was doing, you know, circus stuff, uh, which didn't went really well. Um, but moving on into that, because of the feedback, uh, I, I got really excited, really uh, um, encouraging about presenting for people and, you know, just being a really uh, a great tool to be saying anything that I could do or I could say in competition. Um, after that, I got into a competition. I won, started doing a lot of competitions. Uh, uh, got me into being the national Brazilian champion uh, for one year, and then I got into Copenhagen for the first time in 2008. And then I uh, um, got 25th, which was uh, really fun and, and really interesting. How life of coffee was totally different. That was my first coffee that I tasted as strawberries, and that was the with the barista champion of Sweden is Daniel Ramheaded. Um, uh, it was a, a strawberry. It was a coffee from Arisha. It was amazing. Uh, and for me, that kept me going into... There is more just about dark roast and just like chocolate body. And that was it. Um, so moving on from that, came down to Guatemala again. Kind of like wanted to compete again into a more serious and more connection with the farmer. Um, s still going on with the current company that I had uh, that I used to work with um, it was a big chain as well and then um, I won again the national competition uh, using like more light roast which was really it was green underdeveloped but it was it was a light roast there was acidity in there uh, like citric so um, went there and, and then it started to having a conversation that's when I met uh, Jeff Watts the which I didn't know it was the legend of intelligentsia at that time and uh, he introduced me to um, Mauricio Rosales, which is a Finca La Maravilla, which is one of the current coffees that I used over in Paradigma. And it's uh, it's been an amazing coffee and an amazing journey with him. The first time that I went to a farm, 
uh, that learn about coffee and cherries and how really coffee was working on. And, you know, that was my first kind of like contact with a farm uh, and understanding how this should be coffee and how it really matters like the climate and the weather and the position of the sun and how the sugar is developing etc etc um came to this company and said like hey i want to use this farm and also because intelligentsia wants to support me um in terms of the roast because we didn't know anything about roasting in guatemala at that point into for a competition even for a world competition um so get me going about wondering um i want to use this coffee i have an interaction i have a i feel like i have a great story and not for sharing but just for me as an interaction and it felt really good um also the coffee was tasting really good um i remember deaton right now i think he's in australia and get back to in la and he sent me some coffees it was tasting amazing uh with you know the people of silver lake at that time it was you know ryan wilbur uh it was you know i met jt and, and chris baka you know like back in la with brent fortune and and drew kathleen it was a, the whole crew kyle glanville all the all the famous people um went to the company and said i'm gonna use i want to use this this uh, coffee and they say um no you can't i was like what like why not like maybe it's it's good it's tasty it's it's way way like what else do you want um we don't so the company i used to work with it was a exporter as well um and they say like well the owner told me like we don't buy that coffee from our company so you're not able to use it and i was like what the hell like that's not you know a part of a deal and it's like you know um a couple of struggles went over there and, and one of the fun, funny things was like um i expected something else from the company i didn't expect i expected support basically you know um anyway anyhow um they said like they they will purchase you know i could choose any coffee that i wanted from the company um and they actually ended up purchasing the coffee that it was next to la maravilla which it was really funny because it was so hilarious how people could find or people could think that um, basically uh, a farm could taste the same as because it's next to it. And it's basically not, you know, it's, it's more into it, how fertilizers use or if they use fertilizers or how organic and how you really treat your farm and pruning and, you know, shade and and all the soil and how care you put into the coffee and fermentation and you know all of these things about coffee that you basically turn it on and it, and, it, and it was an exporter for me that was like really now in days like i don't understand how they thought that that could be something similar anyway um by the end of the you know the training i was like really disappointed I still had the conversation with uh, intelligentsia and mauricio which he was uh, offering he was a uh, Uh, giving me his coffee for free he was sponsoring uh and, and because he wanted to help um and um i went to competition that was, this was in atlanta in 2009 went into competition and um i was going to use the coffee that they were giving me as a shame you know because it was a company um the day before i competed in that it, uh, my boss my current boss the manager 
he got kind of like drunk with me and we were drinking beers like really not in a good way um you know young and stupid anyway uh he got into a fight with me and he punched me in the face and you know in the room and he was sharing room with me and it was really like really bad um i decided that i wanted to quit the company that night before and i called the owner and said like hey this is not happening i cannot do that and he was like yeah no worry about it that's something that you're just mad or something like he didn't care that much uh but because of that and i thank him for that that made my decision about i'm gonna switch coffees i'm not gonna use their coffee i'm gonna use la maravilla and no matter what and my brother and my sister helped me out in there and i uh, just you know switch switch it over uh because uh stephen morrissey at that time the, the and mike phillips the you know the champions they were driving from chicago to with my coffee and you know it was i, I used that coffee and it was worth using it and um use it flavor wise it was amazing coffee it was like cranberry it was just cherry flavors super sweet chocolate um tasting amazing um anyway i got seventh place um and i'm getting off the story but basically i got seventh place and you know and then competitions i quit the job and that's probably another story but uh, i was telling you a little bit about myself and then i got more into competitions and then uh 2010 um i went over and competed by myself i won again for the third time uh in guatemala and then went to compete in london the first time i was by myself and, and using a geisha uh from uh finca uh Elibano from a catenango and uh, using some experimenting that was the year that mike phillips won who, which he totally deserved it i came second which i never expected to be and it was the first time that an origin came out so high and it was really proud about origin and that we could actually make it you know really high and, and origin deserved it to be in a, an amazing place um and then uh drove me into doing a lot of consultings for latin america because it, it just strived into a, a better way for for people um and then um that got me into more into coffee and consulting and understanding what was going on with the really the world that like we could change a lot of things um i took one year kind of sabbatic if you want to put it like, like that way and um it, it, it was it was really cool it was it was it was cool to see how in 2011 uh, alejandro won the wbc and that also kept me going and say like god oh, man that should have been me So it get, it get me going because for me, I wasn't going to compete. And um, it really uh, made me kind of like being there and, you know, work it out. Um, so I kept competing in a competition. And then I basically created Paradigma and Paradigma Coffee Roasters, which is Paradigm in English uh, and um, in Spanish also. And uh, uh, for me, it was breaking paradigms all the time. For me, competition and world and coffee, it was all about that. Um So that's been my life in coffee almost every day. Uh, I, I started being a barista, then I became a barista with, you know, like consultant and then a barista uh, share with I wanted to know how to roast. And I started renting a 15 kilo probat 
in a in a mailing uh and and i my conditions were like can you rent me the roaster and they're like yeah i can rent it but i just i want to manage it and i wanted to learn and burn coffee i burn a lot of coffee obviously my first co first coffee was la maravilla and then i started roasting in a primo coffee in the storage and um yeah so it was it was a long drive and i still am learning about roasting so i became a roaster selling coffee then a, a cafe owner and training and then i uh, started to basically working together with producers because i wanted to do some experimenting for the roastery and trying to understand how to make naturals i did my first natural uh with finca retana in antigua guatemala with a yellow bourbon really good and some of the bags went to acid acetic acid so i started learning what went wrong and how to make it better and you know it was fascinated about naturals and i'm still am um and um basically i it was a lot of the chain like you could on, on, honestly understand what was really going on and fermentation and understanding went to ethiopia as well to, to learn a little more about that and uh last thing um starting exporting some coffee and being kind of a broker and trying to be a helping guy uh for for example steven and a couple of guys uh, one customer from korea um and for chile and some friends and uh Uh, came down into being um, working for a importer importing company called onyx coffee as well um, and it's been a really long ride and it's just really interesting how coffee can change um, and nowadays it's it's uh, really curious about learning about importing companies and exporting companies and how really you can be an importer how not that i'm saying that it's easy because it's really hard um and i give a lot of credit to the importing companies and, and we need them as an origin as a producers um but how easy can be um the storytelling can be really flexible depending on what you want to do and what you want to share um and it's it's really i've been thinking a couple of days i listened to a, another podcast um about you know what really we want to change and you know how th this idea is new and um about being transparency and traceable and how we can you know the gap be you know just like shorter a lot of things and a different podcast not just one and um you realize that there's a lot of things that the importers or the storytelling is being made by the buyer by the roaster but sometimes there's a lot of stories there's haven't been told from the producer side or mostly from the barista or from the people that are on the same environment and on the same radio of um, coffee and they just you know we don't talk about there's a lot of things that we don't talk about or people say and i'm doing my fingers like um they actually kind of like say they're saying things but they don't um there's a lot of transparency that need to be worked from uh, from uh, a lot of importers and also roasters and a lot of people from direct trade that's that's one of the reasons that i believe that coffee has been direct trade um driving into that and i think that still we need importers because they give facilities enable for roasters that are starting businesses and they wanted to grow and uh transparency should be something that needs needs to exist more and more um but also we need to be open 
about how business is working understandable uh, and also be realistic like not everything that some importers or exporters say is true um, so it's it's kind of funny to understand the market um, and um, you know uh So that was basically um, sharing about me and why the podcast wanted to start it. Uh, and it's basically I just want to share about how a Guatemalan, it's at origin. Um, what it really um, subjects that needs to be touched and need to be told or stories. And um, it's going to be interesting. And I really, really hope that you people... Um, could listen all of the stories uh, I'm gonna make in Spanish and English as well and um, we're really looking forward uh, to be part of a, of the community of podcast and also just to be sharing a little bit more about coffee uh, my name is Raul Rodas I'm the 2012 World Burst Champion but most importantly thing I'm a Guatemalan at origin thank you guys